Let the Goody Masterclass continue. It is the Bill Michaels Show. Ben Kenny Grant Bill's back with you on this beautiful Friday. The weather's turning. The Packers re-signed Justin Hollins. Life is good. What's up, Grant? Hey, Ben. Life is good. Is this just another feather in your in Goody We Trust cap? <laughs> oh, they, they signed him from the Rams, comes over to the Packers, two and a half sacks, a couple quarterback hits, good special teams play. Let Goody cook. I think that's well, what people is, are wondering. This is maybe Goody's best trait as a chef. Right? <laughs> we talked about this yesterday, finding these lesser known guys and making them really productive, useful players. So I, I know we're kind of joking a little bit, but I'm also kind of not like Goody's really good at this kind of stuff. Ah, it's a good signing. So a lot of Packers offseason chatter today and the draft, obviously that's all coming up. I wanted to start grant a, uh, a splendid night of college basketball last night in March madness started with an absolute banger between K state and Michigan state down goes Sparty. You hate to see it. Uh, and the, the K state point guard breaks the record for assists. He was incredible. You have a snoozer between UConn and Arkansas, which was good because K-State goes to overtime and then you don't have to watch UConn, Arkansas. FAU upsets Tennessee and their head coach, Rick Barnes, that cannot win in March. And then finally, you have you, you have the banger of the late night, Gonzaga on a, on a seesaw, down 10 points, up 10 points, Drew Timmy going off. They hit the Villanova shot to beat UCLA. The problem was I was not awake to watch it. Yeah. And and I respect it because you go to bed at a reasonable time and you hold yourself to that every night and your life probably goes much smoother and you feel not like death in the morning. I thought of you last night, Ben. I'm sorry I did to not hear go that. To bed early. And so I, let me lay out my night really quickly. I, with a friend, watched the Michigan State game. And then right when that was done, we had band practice because we have a show. Notes. I don't care. Okay, that's harsh. Continue. So we had band practice until about 10, at which point I got in my car and drove up to top, uh, to the top of one of the bluffs in La Crosse <laughs> and went on about a 25-minute hike because the northern lights were out last night, and I wanted to see them. So I was up there until about 11.45, and then I came home, played one game of League of Legends, and went to bed around 1 in the morning. And the <laughs> whole time I was like, Ben's been asleep for hours. I could tell you actually very specifically when I did. The problem is I actually had the intent of staying up to watch because it, it was a great game and a great matchup and two high-powered yeah. offenses with, with great veteran players that you know. But I I couldn't. I just got tired. I, I fell asleep at 9.50, believe it or not. That's how long I lasted. So do you go to bed at that time in the summer too when it's still very much bright outside? Yeah, Probably. Except for during the weekends. I don't know. There, there's nothing else to do except for watch the said game. But then okay. you kind of train your body clock to to wake up early. And then when you do that, you end up going to sleep early as well. You so, travel to Vermont in your in your youth with your family. You're telling me you, you didn't feel moved at all to go look at the Northern Lights last night? My brother lives in Madison. He saw him. I didn't even know the Northern Lights were out. I'm That's not in the fair. same circles of Twitter that you are. Same circles. There's a friend in Madison who's going out to look at him. He got some insane pictures. I just saw like a green glow, and that's that is really it. No, no pretty colors, nothing like that. I pondered maybe driving an hour north 
And I'm like, I gotta, I gotta host Bill's show tomorrow. What would Bill think of me? I, I gotta get in bed and get rested because I gotta carry his torch from ten to two. <laughs> That's a responsibility I take very seriously. So there's your five minutes on topics that people probably don't really care about, about how we spent our nights last night. But that's that's a Friday on the Bill Michaels show. Because otherwise, hey. I would I would talk about how angry I am. I can't golf after the show today. Yeah, well, we have uh, listeners in Rice Lake and, and up north. They're probably like, hell yeah, I was up all night looking at the northern lights. It was great. Yes, it was. Totally. Did you, last night, look at the northern lights, watch Gonzaga <laughs> UCLA, or go to sleep? Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. There's your Twitter question poll. of the day. There's your Twitter poll. I'm not going to put it up though. There are some Clippers Thunder was good too. Yeah, and, and and that's where you lose the rest of us. <laughs> I, not only NBA basketball that uh, isn't the Bucks, but NBA basketball between two teams that probably aren't the most contending teams. Fair Western Conference, yeah. But that's the late night. I, I love coming home after a nice long hike and catching the fourth quarter of a Western Conference rivalry. That's so ridiculous. All right, 877-867-1670. What is actually going on in this state and around uh, with the Packers as the owners' meeting set to take set to begin, I believe, on Sunday. It's March 26th to March 29th. That is when we figure Brian Gudikins will meet with the Jets brass and hopefully iron out the Aaron Rodgers trade, which, I mean, I expect we could get next week. If it's going to happen before the draft, I would expect it to, for the owners meeting to instigate this trade happening. And then we'll hear about it maybe next week. The NFL obviously loves to dominate the news cycle. And frankly, Grant, I've been somewhat surprised over the last however many days, aside from pro day chatter and a couple free agent signings here and there, there really hasn't been that much NFL news to dominate the sporting world. No. And I find that somewhat surprising. That, that's like that's probably been the biggest piece of news, right? Is Lamar Jackson may or may not have uh, an unlicensed man calling to negotiate with teams on his behalf. That's about as wild as it's gotten. And think about a year ago today at this time, Ben, Devontae Adams got traded. Tyreek Hill got traded. I think we're very close for, from a year to, to the day of that happening. Russell Wilson, all these quarterbacks on the move. This year it's been Lamar Jackson and his agent. That's been the biggest thing in the last week or two. So it's been a big difference compared to last year. It kind of brings us to more just aimless Rogers conjecture. Yeah. Which has been a lot of this offseason until he actually obviously went on McAfee and, and the future became clear. But in terms of the offseason as a whole and, and free agency, and this is where I wanted to start. ESPN had a story talking about additions and subtractions for each team. What's left? And it got me thinking the whole outline of the Packers offseason thus far. And the story of it is Rodgers. The substance of it is Rodgers. All of it, uh, the rest of it kind of seems somewhat trivial. Like not, it, it isn't that important in the grand scheme of things to me. So you have the moves of bringing Keyshawn Nixon back on a one-year, $6 million deal. You have the Justin Holland signing, which I enthusiastically led the show with for one year, 1.2 mil. A couple of restructures with David Bakhtiari and Aaron Jones. And then a bunch of offer sheet signing of low-level free agents like Rudy Ford. They brought Tervarius Moore in, I think, from the Niners. Corey Ballantyne was re-signed. They got a long snapper, importantly. right? All these moves that really just aren't that important. And you obviously have a lot of losses. You have a lot of players that have moved on. 
whether it's good news or bad news for each one, Lazard, Rogers, Will, Tanyan is with the Bears, Jerron Reed is gone, Dean Lowry, Randall Cobb, Adrian Amos being the notable ones, uh, and then maybe Mason Crosby as well. But those names being the big ones, I, I mean, the question is where I wanted to start. What's the, what's the temperature around the offseason as a whole thus far? And let's, let's imagine that like the Aaron Rodgers trade is happening, right? And what the Packers get for him will probably dictate people's feelings about the offseason. But let's include Rodgers in the departures because he's going to play for the Jets next season. What, what's the overall temperature? We don't need to give it a grade, but is, is the feeling good about how this offseason has gone? Is the feeling poor? Or is it, Grant, a true just, if you wanted Rodgers to stay, you're unhappy, and if you wanted him to go, you're happy with what's happened? This is going to happen at some point, right? Unless Aaron Rodgers is going to retire, he was eventually going to play for another team, as Andrew Barrett reminds us every other day on Twitter, that first-round quarterbacks are... Sorry, the phone in my office is going off. <laughs> the first-round quarterbacks are drafted to eventually play, right? So this is going to happen at some point. Wait, are they I trying like to call into the show? Go. Yeah, I think that's what it was. It's my desk phone. I'm going to turn it on mute here in a sec. But I think this is smoothly as an Aaron Rodgers departure could go, right? He's like, I still love the organization. A lot of love for the fans. It's not getting nasty, at least not yet. I feel like this is best-case scenario for a Rodgers departure, don't you think? I mean, smooth, I think. Smooth is a relative term. Of course. Can, consider consider how poorly this could be going, though, right? Consider the extreme. Because Rodgers is, you know, this could have gone a lot worse, I guess is, is what I'm saying. It seems that it's going smoothly within the building, which is what's important. On the outside, maybe not as smooth, just because of the fact everyone's talking about it and the McAfee appearance, clearly. But yes, in terms of, of the transactions and the moves that are being made, I would agree with that. I, I wonder if there's part of this aside from just Rodgers going or Rodgers, like if you're happy Rodgers is leaving or if you're unhappy Rodgers is leaving, if there's anything from this offseason that creates a feeling either way, whether the temperature is a good one because of the fact that you bring back Keyshawn Nixon uh, and Holland has, uh, obviously you bring back, you bring back depth pieces, Maybe importantly, some of the older guys have moved on, and now they open spots for, for younger guys. I, whether this offseason has been considered a success thus far or if it's just all hinging on Aaron Rodgers. I mean, again, I, I don't mean to be Mr. Negative. Consider what the extreme could be, right? Like, there is a scenario this offseason where the Packers decide we want to cut bait with some of these guys, bite the bullet now, strip it down, and do a total rebuild. Right, Maybe Bakhtiari is a part of that. Maybe they look to trade guys like Jair or Kenny Clark. They didn't do that. right? They're actually kind of standing pat with a lot of their roster, which I brought up yesterday. I brought it up on my show too, Ben. This team isn't bad. They're starting a new era and they're transitioning, but there's still a lot of talent on this team. And I think coming into this offseason, maybe we had some questions about the direction that Goody would go, especially with some of these higher-priced contracts. And he's kept a lot of their best players. So I think it's been just about as good of an offseason as you could have hoped for knowing that Aaron Rodgers could maybe be on the way out. I would agree. And I, I also will throw in Rodgers because I, I think it is the right time to trade him as I've gone through. But I think the temperature, at least on my end, is is very positive. The transition to love, yes, has been pretty clean, but it's also been somewhat productive. 
And I think as we go through the offseason, it'll become more productive as hopefully the draft picks come in uh, as maybe a bargain free agent signing or three like Jerron Reed was last year where you need depth guys along the defensive line. But they're not well equipped clearly to build this great contender next season because of the money. But I think they are they're well equipped to build a contender in two years or a contender in three years. And I think all the steps being taken now are the right ones to orchestrate that if everything else lines up with everything else that, that the people yeah. have to prove. But in terms of this team not being bad, Mike Clay of ESPN, who is a big, I think, fantasy football, but also kind of NFL stats breakdown for ESPN, put out all of his unit grades today, just way too early projections. And he had the Packers defense as a whole ranked one, two, three, ranked seventh. He broke it down by position with the biggest weakness on the team, obviously being safety with, with Amos gone and with Savage. Does Russell Douglas move back there? But the unit as a whole is still great seventh in terms of talent, which is a great starting point. The offense is what's down there. And that's because there is a, a big downgrade on tight end, a pretty significant downgrade on wide receiver, and a downgrade on quarterback because we just don't know. But meanwhile, the offensive line and the running back room are really good. The thing is, you look at those holes, safety, not the most premium position. It's one that can be filled and isn't the most important to the defense succeeding. But on offense, with tight end and wide receiver, those are two easier holes to fill almost immediately and then rocket yourself up to even a league average offense. Where if they're that, then they're in a good spot. You mentioned the defense. You got your top corner. If Rashawn Gary's able to recover and come back, you have your top edge rusher. Kenny Clark is your top defensive lineman. Quay Walker and Devondre Campbell, both great options linebackers. So they have these foundational pieces. And of course, you still need to feed the defense. You need depth along the defensive line and safety. You got to figure out. I don't think safety is this super uber important position that you need to invest in big time. If they take a safety at 15, I'm going to be a little irked. Maybe I'm out. We can talk about that at some point today. I am as well. I don't want Brian Branch that early. Nope. Offense out. is where they really need to get new foundation pieces. Defense, they have the foundation pieces. Offense, you need your new tight ends. I, you know, Goody's taken two or three running backs in a season, two or three tight ends in a season or in a draft. I wouldn't be shocked if he took three tight ends this year, Ben. It would be a very Brian Gutekind thing to do. That's a position you need to reset. There are two things I'm out on. Okay. Actually, there are many things I'm out on, but two (laughs) of them. Brian Branch taking a safety in the first round. Just not the best allocation of that resource. Number two, drafting any quarterback in a round before five. So we're going to get to this later. There, There are mock drafts, and some of them do have the Packers going in that direction in the tier of quarterback clearly below the guys at the top, but but good enough where it's a real investment and good enough where you might hope that he becomes something as well, which we've seen this. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's the age old thing with the Packers where, you know, love gets drafted. And then that's the story every single time eventually. And, and I've read this whenever ESPN puts out or, or any outlet puts out a piece about the Packers off season, a note that I always see is, you know, maybe the Packers just wanted a drama-free quarterback and a drama-free season and, and no strings attached to all these things. I would I would be very against them going with a quarterback because then you start to connect. Like, that's how you create this again, right? At yeah. least for this season. 
because I don't think anybody expects them to to achieve great things, not to mention I, I don't think anybody would expect the backup to have to play a big role, hopefully. Let me, uh, let me build off of that, if I can, piggyback off what you just said. You said before the fifth round, you're out, right? Is that what you're... Your line was? I'll include it in the fifth. The Packers have a bunch of fifths, right? Yeah. Okay. So I think the Packers need to take a quarterback at some point just because they need bodies there. That's in Bennett. Yeah. But they could take a quarterback in the fifth, sixth, or seventh round and get the same type of player that they would get in the third or the fourth, I think. Like, I don't think there's a big difference there. am Am I wrong in saying that? I think you get the same thing with Stetson Bennett in the sixth as you would with XYZ quarterback in the third. I think it's it's the same player who plays the same role. I'm with you. I, I want them to do it. I don't want them to do it early. Well, it's a similar guy, but there are inherently more strings attached to a third-round pick. Were there some expectation there? If if the Packers had drafted Jordan Love in the fifth or sixth round, then they're probably not in this position. But when you invest that high of a draft pick, you kind of feel beholden to at least give him a shot or at least see what he has. Well, and it's opportunity cost as well, right? If you take a quarterback in the third round, you can't take someone else. And I know the Packers haven't been great in the third round, but still, if you can get that same type of quarterback later and take a nice shot on a tight end prospect or an edge rusher or a defensive lineman in the third round, I'd much rather have that player. The opportunity cost of taking a quarterback that early is is what really kills the Packers, as well as a little bit of the drama, too. Might draft a backup running back, frankly, third round. I, I hate to bring it up and talk about it, but that's a thin position group. I kind of thought Kylan Hill would be that extra guy. Oh, Patrick Rogers? Not a Patrick Rogers guy? As long as they don't do it in the second round again, I'm fine with it. You take a running back. Isaiah Pacheco is in the seventh round. He's like one of their biggest players on a Super Bowl run. James Starks was undrafted. You need running backs. You don't need to draft them high. Agreed. All right. 877-867-1670. I think the question we will settle on today, at least to start the show, has the Packers offseason been a success thus far? Would you categorize it as that? And if not, why not? That's what I want to get into. What What's the devil's advocate side of it for those that are unhappy with how this offseason has been handled? Why are you unhappy? Uh, and we'll go through that as, as we go about the day today. When we come back, Grant, I just saw this cross the, the feed. The Jets just made a big signing. Oh? We're going to tell you who it is when we come back. They made a signing. I will retract the word big, but is it significant to Rogers? Is it significant to the Packers? We'll get to that when we come back. That's Grant Bills. I'm Ben Kenny. We're in for Bill Michaels today. Again, 877-867-1670 if you want to chime in. That is how you do it. We have a lot more coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. We are back. It is the Bill Michaels Show. Ben Kenny Grant Bills here with you today. 877-867-1670. That's how you get a hold of the program. He's on Twitter at Wisco Grant. Uh, I'm at Benzie Kenny. I guess we have decided on uh, a question of the day. I'm sure there will be more. Packers offseason right now. Is it a success? And if it's not, why not? Right now up on Twitter, 75% Grant say not a success where we sit. And I figure that's, that has to do with the Rogers thing. And frankly, okay. I think some of it might have to do with Rogers words with 
Gudikins not telling him they were going to trade him, which I take all of it with a grain of salt. From what comes yeah. from the Packers side, from what comes from Rogers' side, the truth probably lies somewhere outside of that realm because a lot of people have their interests and minds and the thoughts of, of the public about them. We read that great ringer piece from Ben Solak on the Rogers situation. A lot of that resonated with me. I just... The the words Roger says on McAfee, I I believe a lot of them, but I think some of it could be not the full timeline of it. So for that reason, I'm not going to assume what it was. Yeah, that's where I'm at. When that McAfee interview happened last Wednesday, right? That yeah, feels like my eyes. two years ago. It does. I just rolled my eyes. It's not that I was mad about anything that Rogers said. It's just kind of Rogers being Rogers, right? It's like, well, the Packers need to treat people better and. They didn't communicate with me. And, well, Rogers, like, you left after the season. You wanted to go figure things out. So they probably let you go figure things out. Did you want them calling you every day? Like, I I just think Rogers needs to complain a little bit. And I think the Packers probably maybe aren't the best with people. And I talked about this on my show for an hour last night, Ben. I think the modern athlete needs to feel wanted and needed and appreciated. And I think sometimes they need to toughen up a little bit and get better with the sports professional business the side of sport or I guess the the business side of sports I should say and I think some of these old school franchises like the Packers need to maybe just pay their stars a little bit better lip service so I, I agree with you it's in the middle yeah the Lazard part of that ah, they didn't really want me it's like I wonder why yeah. not to say he's not good but for what they are doing in their future Mm-hmm. And for how $11 million a year for Alan Lazard fits in, it doesn't. Well, also, not to mention the whole reason he made all the money is because the Packers gave him the shot. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Ben. He should be thanking oh. them. He also spent the last two months of the season being like, oh, I'm probably not going to be here next year. I don't know what my future plans are. So so players can waffle about their future. And, and be unsure, but the team they play for needs to be 100% all in all the time and very open and communicative about it. Yeah. You know what that reminds me of? We had a, an op-ed written recently by the Notre Dame athletic director and a president <laughs> that pretty much laid out the case that athletes, you know, oh, amateur sports, it can't be minor leagues. Again, going back to the thought of, Athletes should not be allowed to make money and move around because of money. But at the same time, every administrator and coach can. Right. It's like, what structure are are you trying to trying to create there? I mentioned going into break ramp jets made a signing. It is not, it does not warrant the, the breaking news button. They re-signed running back Ty Johnson on a one-year deal. I thought when I saw that it was Ty Montgomery. I was like, wait a minute. And then, oh, okay. Ty Johnson. Where's number 25, which I think works. I like Ty Johnson. I, on the the point you made before we brought up Ty Johnson, like Rogers says he wants the Packers to be 100% communicative and, and 100% clear and open with their plans. And, and like with Alan Lazard, like was Rogers 100% clear and 100% open and locked in on his future and his plans? It's just, I, I don't know, it. these professional athletes, these, this generation, I hate to be this guy, but Ben, I've been a little bit of a boomer with my takes <laughs> the last two nights. I'm just like, this generation needs to toughen up a little bit. The team appreciates you, wants you, treats you right by giving you a terrible non-team friendly contract, 50 million a year. That's what the money's for. It's just, uh, 
N. Which kind of reminds me, not to divulge into a live golf conversation. Please. But when all of said slightly worked up older golfers, many of whom are somewhat irritating, yet it's fun to root against them, notably Patrick Reed, when, when they all go to live and then they have to deal with all this crap when it comes to stupid social media videos, all these appearances, all of the, all the media questions, and they have to pretty much give non-answers to very, very, I would say, warranted questions from the media. That's what the money's for. Yeah. If you're making all that money, that's what you sign up for. So kind of in a way, if, if Rogers, yeah, if he's making all that, then, then that is in a way what that money is for. I mean, the question is, could it have been handled better? I'm sure the answer is yes from both sides, but I don't know every fact along the way to say for sure who needed to act better more, I guess, between the two sides. So it's kind of, to me, we are where we are. Hopefully it happens soon. I am confident that Gudikinst will get a lot for him or, or get enough, get what's warranted. And then moving forward, like is, is this overall a success? Is this movement to love? Let, let's say take the Roger stuff as a given. If the Rodgers thing was definitely going to happen and he was definitely going to get traded, is the rest of what has gone on around it, should we consider that a success so far? And I would say, well, I would say yes so far. It's very well, early. That's the thing. Some of it's projection. Some of it's projecting into the draft that they'll get picks and, and they'll hopefully get at least a couple players that help. Some of it's projecting that more bargain free agents will work or at least they'll bring some in. So, so I'll say that so some of it is blind projection, but I think with where we are, they weren't going to be big players for any of the high price free agents. That's not who they are. That's also not where their roster is right now. They're not really ready to sign an overpriced linebacker for all the money. So I, I think they're in a fine spot. I think they've set themselves up well for the next two months. That's why I like this question, Ben. Has this been a successful off season? You need to consider the context of the off season. Right, I kind of think Rodgers was out of there no matter what. They didn't have money to spend on any free agents. So knowing those things, knowing that they couldn't go out and acquire great players, and knowing that they were probably going to have to part ways with Aaron Rodgers, have they done well within that context, within those confines? And I think they have, yeah, so far. We'll see what they get for Rodgers in an eventual trade. I think it'll be fine compensation, middle of the road. You know, They're not going to get multiple firsts, but I don't think it's going to be a fifth rounder. I think it's a fine offseason given the circumstances. And that's your question, I think, at its core. 877-867-1670. On the Twitter poll at Benzie Kenny, has it been success? Has it been a success? Has it been successful thus far, the Packers offseason? Still 78% say no. And I would love to hear why. 877-867-1670. If that's where you fall, I think granted also goes back to yesterday. And there were many people that that couldn't get in on on Goody and, and their thoughts on whether we should trust him in this offseason going forward. I think some of this is I'm quite optimistic about what Gudikins can do with the roster and what he's shown an ability to do. I think those out there that that don't like Gudikins and, and don't trust him, and it's much easier to say it has not been a success. Whether it's not getting the certain draft picks for Rodgers that people want, whether it's the fact that only Keyshawn Nixon has been signed to the team in the large sea of free agents, so I think there are, there are two angles of, of preconceived thoughts that play in here. It's how do people feel about Goody? If they're optimistic, I think they feel fine about this offseason. 
If, if they're not, I, I could see a, a clear path towards not feeling good. And then it's whether you wanted Rodgers gone or not. Yeah, I kind of think Rodgers was out of here. No matter. I think he was retiring or leaving. So understanding that, I think the Packers have done well. And it's been as nice as it can be, right? And this is what I was saying a couple of minutes ago. They haven't gotten nasty against each other. Rodgers has expressed appreciation. You know, his his tagline is, I have so much love and appreciation, so much love and affection, so much love and admiration in my heart for the people and the fans in the region and all that stuff. So I think with Rodgers on his way out the door, that was probably going to happen anyways. I think it's been nice. So I, I have really nothing to complain about in this offseason so far. 877-867-1670. Thoughts on the offseason. I mean, they could have signed an Aussie Rules punter. But that hasn't really reached the the NFL waters yet. Now, I liked... uh, Pat O'Donnell. Yeah, I was wrong about Pat O'Donnell. That was an L. When they first... Grant, when they first signed him, I didn't like it. Because... Why? Because it was right after... It it was when Basaccia was hired, but it was a coverage unit that absolutely sucked coming off the Mo Drayton era. And Pat O'Donnell was towards the bottom of the NFL in hang time meaning he doesn't do a good enough job to get his coverage down there to cover the punts. And I was completely so wrong. punter wasn't going to help. Well, I wanted a punter with a higher hang time to then help the bad coverage unit. But coverage unit got a lot better, and Pat O'Donnell was kind of dialed. He was just kind of drilling it where you needed it. Yeah. So that was definitely an L in my belt. 877-867-1670. We will get to your calls when we come back. Also have a couple comments on the offseason. Why is it not a success? 877-867-1670. If you believe that, a lot more uh, to get to as well. We'll throw some some more March Madness in there. Badger Spring practice starting on, on actually tomorrow. I want to know how much people care about it. Because normally spring practice goes just the sickos like myself care. But I want to know how much everyone else cares about spring practice. There's the Lamar Jackson situation that we will hit on uh, some baseball stuff. And then, unfortunately, we will still talk about the NIT because it's still going. Um, we have a lot more to get to, though. 877-867-1670. You want to chime in? That's how you do it. We got more coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back in Bill Michaels show. Happy Friday, everybody. 877-867-1670. Uh, ben Kenny Grant Bills in for Bill today. Bill will be back on Monday. I'm sure to react to what hopefully is a Rogers trade breaking soon. I would like it done. Uh, Grant. So last night you, you said you, you go for a hike to look at the Northern lights. I did, which I'm sure you, I'm sure other people did that. I'm going to doubt that. A majority of other people did that. I was watching March Madness, like the uh, people's person that I am, man of the people, if you will. Uh, did Have you come off your take that this round kind of stinks because there are fewer games? Because those games were absolute bangers. They were. They were great. I felt a little dumb last night, but it's not the first time this week. It's fine. Look. What was the other Michigan time? State, well, the, my RNIT discussion, <laughs> which I'm not really apologizing for because I still think I'm right. I'm just in the minority. It's fine. People probably won't come around years down the road. It happens sometimes with good takes. Whatever. We don't need to discuss that. Although, maybe we will. I have a feeling it will come up before the end of the show. Michigan State, great program. I'll watch Michigan State. 
even in, in later weekends. UCLA, right? Another great against. Some of these teams are teams that I want to watch. So, and yes, the games were good. That's not always the case in, in the second and third weekends of the tournament, though. I feel like we got lucky. But aren't we supposed to just take the most recent piece of evidence and use it as the rule? And use it as something that's always true? Yes. Okay. Well, it was great. Uh, I enjoyed it. And yeah, Gonzaga wins. Uh, not that anyone Shades cares. of uh, Khalil Iverson, a behind the dunk oh. or behind the head dunk last night. They did the Tua to Devontae Smith fake argue at the sideline about the play, snap the ball, throw it deep. Tua and Devontae Smith at LSU with that in, in 2019. 877-867-1670. I have a, there's an article that we have to talk about coming up at 11. And it's be, that's when a lot of our affiliates join the show. It's beautiful how this lines up. There's nothing more controversial than quarterback tiers. And we're going to talk about them. NFC quarterback tiers. Where does Jordan Love fall? We'll talk about that at 11. The question up on Twitter at Ben Z. Kenny, has the Packers offseason been a success thus far? 100 votes in, 76% say no. A couple thoughts on that, Grant. Uh, Mike says, it's not a success because we're still dealing with the Rodgers saga. Make the trade. Which I would... I would disagree with because the deadline is the draft. If you're going to picks for this year, which yesterday I said I want compared to picks for next year, make it before the draft. Goody digging his heels in, I love. Again, I the word leverage has been thrown around. I saw a friend of show, Andy Herman, tweet the Whopper Whopper commercial, but with the word yeah. leverage instead, which was incredible. That's how I feel about it. But I do believe the Packers have the upper hand. Uh, despite what the New York media might be saying. So just make the like trade. I'm not there. In a bad spot. The Packers have the asset, which helps them. I'm going to push back on the idea a little bit that the saga is still going. I think the saga is done. We know what's going to happen. Everyone has said their piece. There's no mystery anymore. We're just waiting for the, you know, the signature on the dotted line. I, I think the saga is done. I, I don't know if I agree with that last text from Mike. Justin says, didn't sign anybody. Kick returner for six mil, question mark. Lost some guys. Didn't unload Rodgers last year for the Wilson package to Denver. They could have gotten. Now, that's interesting because while I am a fan of the move and moving off for assets and, and moving forward with, like, last year had to happen. Grant, I think there's no way you could sell to a fan base trading freaking Aaron Rodgers after back-to-back MVPs. There was no way that was possible. Agreed. And even though there could have been a an argument for, oh, if you get three first-round picks, it's good. Sure. But you can't do that. This isn't Madden. It's not fantasy football. Same way that if the Ravens let Lamar go, how in the world are any of those players going to return, let alone how are you going to sell that to your fan base? It's not possible. Yeah. yeah. Every Packers fan that said, well, they should have did this last year. Okay. That's easy to say now. I think it was impossible to do last year. I don't think that and Packers fans said, yeah, it would have been unpopular, but they should have done it. They, they couldn't. It could not have happened last year. There's no way they could have gotten away with that. I think it's, it's revisionist history, big time, to say that this should have been done last year. I, I just, no, I don't agree with that. Only knowing how the season went, for sure. Yeah, of uh, and, and Chris says, I think it's a success because I think the future has become way more simplified. And it seems that when... Uh, signing free agents, they're doing it in windows. March is Rich's free agent signing window. 
I don't think I totally understand the end of that, but I do think the, the future has been simplified and the path is somewhat clear where we stand today. Yes. Eight, There's seven, no mystery. No. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Again, not to mention, you see teams recently that have loaded up to, to make runs. You kind of see it happen in waves. You see the quarterback situation get figured out. You see money come free. And then one offseason, they might splurge. And Gudikins kind of did that going into the, the, the offseason when he signed the Smith brothers. He's, he's shown an ability to do it, albeit, yeah, he didn't sign a, a top-notch receiver, but I would argue the receiving core was still somewhat good, uh, even with Devontae there. But I would like the wave of free agent signings could come next year or the year after. I wouldn't sit here and expect free agent signings. I don't, I don't know if they are able to with the cap. I don't know if it would have been smart, frankly. No. 2019 was their spending spree, and they'll probably have something similar to that, like you said, in a year or two when they get all their money reset and they really turn the page effectively to the next uh, the next era of Packers football. Excuse me. You can't sign people every year. I, I know people think the salary cap is a myth. Salary cap's flexible, but you can't just do whatever you want all the time. So the, obviously they were not going to sign any big names this offseason, and that's okay. I think the offseason is a success, Ben, and I'm very interested in this question, and I'm interested in what people have to say for an answer, because I think that tells you what they wanted to happen this offseason. Rodgers to leave or to stay, you know, other players to leave or to stay. It's an interesting point of conversation. 877-867-1670. I'll get to the phones here in a second. Uh, our buddy Casey also says, thus far it's been fine, which, by the way, I think is a, a pretty good word. It's been fine. Not much has happened. Uh, yeah. Casey also says, I'd like to see the Rodgers trade completed, re-sign Amos, sign a tight end, and D-line and draft like a boss. Very optimistic that this is a quick rebuild, and then the book's open. Um, I I agree with all of it, except for probably re-signing Adrian Amos. Even though the safety market has been so down, where you have even the topper-notch safeties, except for one, Bates, I believe it was, got a lot of money. The rest of it, you saw the Lions get C.J. Garner-Johnson for nothing. The safety market is is kind of cheap right now, which would, I guess, lead towards signing, re-signing Amos. But if there's a lot of interest out there, I don't see how they would go and outbid somebody, right? If you move Rasul Douglas there, you draft a guy, I think it could work. And I agree. I don't think Adrian Amos at this point is one of the, you know, top or notch safeties in, in the NFL. No. 877 uh, Let's go to the phones here. Line one, you're on the Bill Michaels show. Who do we got? Hey, this is Mike from uh, Final Act, Wisconsin. How are you today? What's up, Mike? How are you, man? And not too bad. Hey, just to uh, chime in on the Packers thing. Yeah, it, it's such old news. I mean, what went through this with Favre, you get traded now, Rodgers. I thought he would learn from the Favre saga what was going on, but I hope Jordan can learn from these two. But uh, and for the trade compensation, I mean, everyone's saying, you know, he's not worthy of first-round pick. When, when, when Favre got traded to the Jets, he was 10 years removed from being a three-time MVP. Third-round pick, okay, I get it. He's up in age, everything. Last time I looked, we're one year removed from Aaron being a two-time MVP because he was a little peeled to what the Packers did. He was playing like crap. I, if he was there, I would have drafted a guy too, you know? I mean, you got to look to the future. It's not the Green Bay Rodgers. It's Green Bay Packers. It's a business. As cold hard as that can be sometimes to the fans, to the players, it's a business. Mike, I think the beauty of all of it is ask the Jets, hey, do you think Aaron Rodgers is the piece that gets you over the top to win a Super Bowl? 
Oh, exactly. And, and they're exactly. going to say yes, and then you say, okay, well, then give us your first-round pick, right? Like, if you believe yeah. he is that, then you cannot also argue in the same sentence that he is not worth anything. You see, my trade proposal, I'd say it'd be your 13th overall because you want Rodgers. He's that missing piece. He's going to lead this team. And them bringing in other former Packers ain't just like, oh, because he's out there. No, you're trying to reel in the big fish and all that. That's all they're trying to do. But I would say you're 13th overall and maybe a, a fourth. But then next year, I want a third, depending how he plays. And why don't the everyone says, well, you're getting from one year maybe. Jets sit him down and say, Aaron, how long are you going to play for? We'll, we want you for two years. Can right. you guarantee us that? And you know, the answer is, Mike, the answer is going to be no. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck with that. Trying to guarantee something I, I, in the future. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you know, my dad always say, crap in one hand, wish in the other, which one's going to fill up first, you know? Yeah. But the bottom line is, what? it's getting kind of old with Aaron, you know? Yeah, I got it, you. It's getting really old with Aaron. And, hey, Jordan Love, I give him the most credit of anything. He's been professional about this, does his job. And, you know, everyone's saying, well, we'll never have three MVPs in a row. I'm not saying Jordan Love's going to be an MVP, but Farb MVP, Rogers MVP, Hall of Famer. Um, who says that Love couldn't fall in their footsteps? Right. And I mean, yeah, you know, I appreciate the phone call, Mike. We have to, we have to run here. Sorry about that. I, uh, Thanks, Mike. Grant, I am a big believer in just because it hasn't happened ever in the NFL, three shirt MVPs, doesn't mean it cannot happen. Have you never uh, heard that expression, by the way? No, never. My grandpa said it all the time. My dad says it all the time. It's very, I think it's a Midwestern expression. Wish in one hand and crap in the other. See which one fills up first. I don't get it. I'll think about it during the break and come <laughs> back to you. I don't get it at all. 877-867-1670. We'll get back to the phones when we come back. A lot more to come. Again, quarterback tears. PFF put it out. Where does love rank? Where could he rise to? We'll get to that coming up at 11 as well. A lot more uh, to get to today. It's the Bill Michaels Show. Ben, Kenny, Grant, Bills. Ready? This is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back in. It is the Bill Michaels Show. Ben, Kenny, Grant, Bills here with you today. Bill back on Monday. Big weekend coming up, March Madness. He got a Bucks basketball tonight out in Salt Lake City. Nine-point favorites. Trying to trying to fend off the Celtics and the Sixers in the East with, what, 10 games left in the season? So that's coming up tonight. Anything else? Oh, you got Anything a big else? one against the Nuggets coming up. On any, any other huge sporting events that simply can't be missed? High leverage, meaningful events going on this week? No, the NIT is on Tuesday. Oh, okay, okay. Yep. Next week. Wait. Nice try. Uh, you you wish in one hand and put human excrement in the other. Yes. I don't get it. I understand what it means. I just don't get the purpose of putting human excrement in one hand. I guess there's not a point. It's almost as if to say, look, you can wish for something as much as you want, but you're not going to get it. I see. Okay. It's not. You don't have an East Coast saying that you say around here that no one's ever heard? I probably do if it, if it, if it comes up All right. in context. None off the top of it. my head. That's interesting. 877-867-1670. Our buddy Gerard's in Delaware. Gerard. Hey, fellas. Um, 
Look, I got to disagree with you on the point as far as after the San Francisco playoff game, you've seen how Rodgers played in that game, and he looked like Favre in the Giant game. Which San Francisco okay. playoff game? One, be, one before this year. Okay. Okay. The one in uh, Green Bay in the yeah, cold yeah. weather, remember? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay. So anyway, let, let, let me put this together for you. Real quick, um, we have about a minute. Okay, look, he had, you got to do something a year too early than a year too late. Seen at that time, me, Silverstein, and Leroy Butler said trade him right after that game, okay? Because that would have been for the franchise, okay? So it's better to do again a year too early and a year too late. As far as the Lazard, Lazard situation is, these guys are entitled guys that are victims, act like victims. He should have said... Well, Green Bay made my career, and I appreciate them. I wouldn't be making this kind of money. But today, you don't get that from the athletes. That's his problem that people have with the athletes. Today. I got you, man. I, we have to run. Appreciate the phone call. We'll hit, we'll hit that when we come back. A lot more to come. It's the Bill Michaels Show. Back after this.